use this? Yes, not a problem. I felt that God wanted us to speak on empowered to pray. Not just pray, but to be empowered to pray. So if you've got your Bibles, whether that's the paper version, the electronic version, or any other version, love you to turn with me to the book of James. James, which is <coughs> after Hebrews. James chapter 5. Good to have all those who are with us online also, so welcome. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, you can include woman in there as well, availeth much or avails much verse 17 elijah was a man with a nature like ours now how to how many does that bring a sigh of relief elijah i mean elijah was an incredible prophet of god and sometimes we lift him right up there but aren't you glad that james says here a man with a nature like you and me it gives us the option of saying okay lord if you used elijah you can use me and if he can use me he can use you amen and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced fruit keep your finger in James 5 and turn with me to the book of Acts book of Acts chapter 16 empowered to pray can you all say that empowered to pray do you actually believe that or are you just saying it because I asked you to we're going to see today that you are empowered to pray there's something happens when god's people begin to pray and we as god's people are going to pray this morning amen we're going to take up arms this morning verse 25 but at midnight and that's interesting at midnight it's a change of season it's a change of time but at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. What a service that must have been. Wouldn't it have been good to hear Paul and Silas singing and praying? God gives us a key right there. Empowered to pray means also that we are praising and praying. The two are synonymously linked. There is power when the people of God begin to pray. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Yes, we're going through a number of scriptures this morning because I want to lay a good foundation. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Okay. Verse 14. 
For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is fruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit. We heard that this morning. And I will also sing with the understanding. Prayer has always been that which God has asked his people to do. And this morning, you're going to hear a lot about prayer, about pray. So get your, thing, get your pencils ready. I believe that God wants to show us something this morning. Let me read this to you. The beginning of prayer. Prayer starts in the Spirit. Prayer is anointed by the Spirit. Prayer is effective. Prayer is powerful. Boy, I don't hear too much response. Come on. This is what it's about. Prayer is godly. Prayer should be... Let me start again. Prayer should be part of our everyday lives. Those six things. Can I make a statement that I believe is right in the Holy Ghost? A praying church is an active, alive church. Why would I say that? Prayer that is effective is prayer that has been birthed and empowered by the Spirit of the Lord coming upon that which has been offered. Everything that is going to be effective in the kingdom of God is that which has been, been and will be birthed and empowered of the Holy Spirit. If it's not going anywhere, then perhaps we need to ask the question, has this been birthed by the Spirit? Has this been anointed by the Spirit? So let's go back to our text in James chapter 5. Three ingredients. James chapter 5 and halfway through verse 16. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. When we first came into this church about three years ago, I heard four people that immediately, over the course of a couple of months, impacted my life. The first person that I heard was Pastor Kevin when he prayed. He knows something about his God. That when he prayed, that was an effective prayer. The next person that I heard was Pastor Larry. When he prays, something happens. The next person that I heard pray was Pastor Krista. And when she prays, look out. That's because she has a vital, living relationship with her Savior. And the next lady that I heard pray was a lady by the name of Tendai. That lady, that woman of God affected my life to this day. That's not to say that there's other people in this room that could affect my life the same way. But I was impacted 
because there was a and is a fervency about them when they pray. The effective, fervent prayer. Now, you know what? And my wife has told me this many times over the 30 years that we've been married. And she says, honey, sometimes you just get so loud. And I do. I get loud. Because there's something on the inside of me that is passionate for the kingdom of God. There's another man in this room that I know is very passionate. We hear him every Sunday by the name of Romeo. That doesn't take anything away from him. He's passionate. Now, what would happen if this whole room, for a moment in time, got passionate about God? Come on. What would happen? Miracles could happen. We heard it from, from CJ this morning. Book of Acts, chapter 2. And they're there in the upper room and they're praying and there's a cacophony of sound happening below. They were passionate. They were effective. They were fervent. Come with me even now to verse 17 of chapter 5. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly. There's something happens when you begin to earnestly pray for something. How much do you want it is how much you will earnestly pray about it. God, I need healing. Woe was me, but Lord, I just need healing. God, I need healing. Lord, touch my, touch my body that, Lord, I might fulfill your purpose upon the earth for my life. Two different ways to pray. One is fervent. One is so, so, la, la. I want to be a fervent prayer. Can I share with you this morning why this subject so touches my heart? I gave my heart to Christ at the age of 10. I grew up in a Christian home. That's all I've known in my whole life is a Christian home. And I looked at my parents, and they were parents that prayed. And when the answer didn't come and the answer wasn't given, guess what? They continued to pray. They loved to pray. My dad, when he prayed, his eyes would stream tears because he'd fallen in love with Jesus. He gave his, his heart to Christ at the age of 35. And boy, oh boy, could you tell that he was in love. He cried every time he prayed. You know what, parents? What an example we can be to our children when we pray. When they start to see that God answers prayer, it sets in motion a new generation to come that will pray. Casey City Church, are you willing to pray more than you've prayed before more than in the 18 19 years that we've been together as a church let me give you some prayer thoughts 
Prayer is communication with God. Communication with God is relationship. Prayer is communicating with God in relationship. Did you get that? If your prayer life is going, your relationship with God is growing. Ah, good one. Prayer may begin with necessity, but it ends in desiring relationship and a desire to meet with your God. How many have heard of a man by the name of E.M. Bounds? Incredible, incredible man of God that wrote a number of books on prayer. And in one of his books, he says, Prayer ascends by fire. Flame gives prayer access as well as wings. Acceptance as well as energy. There is no incense without fire. No prayer without flame. Am I toasting the fire for the fire this morning? There's something about prayer. Okay, so what is it then that gives us the ability to pray powerful prayers? I said it before, prayer starts in the Spirit. Prayer is anointed by the Spirit. Matthew 6 verse 6 tells us that prayer is effective. Prayer is powerful, prayer is, bold, is godly, and prayer should be a part of our everyday lives. So James has told us that Elijah was similar to us, and yet he fervently prayed. We've already looked at Paul and Silas. And they're in prison and they prayed and they praised. So there's something about prayer and praise that is effective. If we go to the book of 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 18, and if the Bible scholars amongst us will understand, this is where Elijah is on Mount Carmel. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went and did what Elijah told him. But in the meantime, it says, Elijah bowed down on the ground and put his face between his legs. Now, have you just thought about that for a moment? Now, I don't think I can actually do this because of my age and everything else. I can get to about there. But it says that he put his head between his knees now that's pretty far down right now maybe there are people that are in aerobics and those sorts of things that can do that i can't but you know what it spoke to me about it spoke to me about humility humility is where we can bow down and become so far low at the lowest point so that god is exalted Elijah bowed himself before God that God would be exalted on this day. If you want to be empowered to pray, then we need to have humility. God says a humble and a contrite heart he will not ignore. God could not ignore Elijah on that day because he bowed down. 
Church, there has to come a time where we bow in humility before Jesus, our Savior. If you want answers from the Lord, then you need to take a step back and humbly bow yourself down before God. Because when you do, it says, and in due time, you will be exalted. There's a time coming when, when being exalted is what's on the heart of the Father. So let's, let's become practical about this for a moment. We can, my dad used to say, we can talk till the cows come home. But that won't change a thing. I believe that sometimes we get so fearful, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. I've got nothing to pray. Okay. What am I holding in my hand, church? The Bible. Promises. Direction. Plans. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus is truth personified. So, what happens when we read this word? It gets into our hearts, right? It gets into our spirit. And when the word gets into our hearts and, the word and into our spirit, then what happens? Have you ever said, Holy Spirit, now come and make your word known? Open the eyes of my understanding that I might see. Give me revelation of your word. Why? Because when we begin to pray the word, God has to honor his word. That is the best place to start praying. Honor God by honoring his word. Begin to pray the word. How many actually do that? A few of us. Can I encourage all of us? Open your word. Open your Bible and begin to pray it. Just take one line. For God so loved you that he gave. And God will give you revelation on that thought. You know, Paul must have been one mighty man of God. And one day, I'm sure, we will meet him. But he said some things that I think some of us find too hard to hear. How about this one? Pray at all times without ceasing. God, if I did that, I wouldn't get anything done. I will that all men pray lifting up their hands. So I go around all day lifting up my hands. I'm not going to get anything done at work. What's he saying? You to be in a place in a spirit where when my Holy Spirit comes upon you, you pray. Because God wants us to pray. In season and out of season, he wants us to pray. Now, prayer is such a big and vast subject. And I could go on and on and on. And I'm only seeing and telling and preaching a small snippet concerning prayer. And much of what I've said this morning, you can take for yourself as an individual. But I sense that the Holy Spirit 
wants to empower Casey City Church to pray. What's Casey City Church? You are. The Holy Spirit wants to empower us as a church. But Malcolm, I pray at home, and when I get home, I've got to feed the family, and, and I've got to get up early because I've got to catch the train to go into the city. I've, I, I work all day, and then I come home, and I'm <gasps> tired, and I've got to go to bed. And then I get to get up again. No, I can't get out through the week because it's just, there's too much happening. I hear that. I understand that. But what about for a season of time? We heard it this morning. There's fasting and praying coming up in the middle of June. A specific season in the life of Casey City Church. Can you commit to that as a church? Because I believe that God wants to empower when you come out, empower you to begin to pray. On the inside, there's an empowering, right? When you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, you were empowered. The power of the living God came upon you. Jesus, when he came out of the waters of baptism, it says that the, the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove and remained. From that time until when? He went home to be with the Father, that he might send the Holy Spirit upon you and I. When we are empowered of the Holy Spirit, God can move. Imagine each one of you are an engine, and the ignition is off, and you've tried to turn the steering wheel to go one way, but you really can't. You're just there. Then you put the key in the ignition, you turn the ignition on, Boom! Way the engine goes. If you're in a manual, stick it in first. If you're in an auto, you stick it in drive. You start going forward. Then all of a sudden, the steering wheel heads right. Why am I going this way, Lord? I've got something in this way to see. I'm empowering you to see something that you haven't seen before because your engine was off. Church, we need to open our ears again to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Where is the hearing done? It's done in my spirit. It's done in my heart. When we come together as the body of Christ, we begin to hear things that we've never heard before. Why? Because we're about to enter into a new season. Yes, we are living in the last days. Yes, there are things happening that are, that are affecting the world. But hang on a minute. Who's in control? God's on the throne still. Amen? Jesus has not come back yet. Why? Because we need to become mature in Christ first. How do we do that? By coming together as the church and beginning to pray and saying, God, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh. God, cause the church to rise in maturity. Cause the church to be the body of Christ that walks in humility, that walks in integrity, that walks in purity. Why? Because then you're empowered. I'm not saying that you come out every night of the week to pray. But I believe that God is calling by His Spirit that if you will give Him the preeminence that is due unto Him and come out for a season of time, you're going to be a changed person 
forever. We will be a changed church forever. We meet every second Wednesday for midweek prayer. Can I challenge you? And this has got nothing to do with the fact that I love prayer. Yes, I do. I love to pray. I love to hear the voice of God speak. I love to see things happen in the Spirit. But if it happens in the Spirit, as in heaven, so on earth. What do you want to see happen, Casey City Church? Do you just want to come here someday by Sunday and sit by somebody and say, yeah, clap my hands. Yeah, the Bible study wasn't too bad. Or do you want to see something happen Radically change the world. What if God turned up, like CJ said, in this room on the day of Pentecost in three weeks' time? And we all get smitten because we could not stand in the presence of a holy God. Why? Because His glory comes down. We all know the scripture in 2 Chronicles, if my people who, will, who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. We all know that, right? We did a little bit of it this morning. I'm done with my message. But I believe that God wants to do something in your hearts. I might be very upfront about this, but I believe that this is the Holy Spirit speaking. Church, if you call Casey City Church your church home, can you stand up? If you're at home there and, and meeting with us via Zoom and you call Casey City Church your church home, then I want you to stand. How many this morning want God to move? I mean sincerely move, but it starts in you, the individual, and then he floods out to the church. If that's you, can you come forward? Come, as, even as CJ invited before, but I really sense an urgency that we do something about this. Would you all, as much as possible, come to the front? I believe that this is a strategic time in the life of Casey City Church. Yes, you've got lunches to go to, you've got friends to see, you've got things to do at Sunday. I know that. But God wants just a moment of time to touch the church. Some of you are even hungry right now. And I don't know whether it's a hunger to get home and have that roast lamb or roast beef or whatever you're going to have for lunch. But God at the moment just wants to override that for a moment and say, are you hungry for me? Lord, I'm going to start to call upon your name. And I want what church worship can be measured in seconds. This morning, can we take 120 seconds just begin to worship the Lord.
out of your spirit, out of your heart, whatever that consists of, whether it's, whether it's verbal, whether it's your spiritual language, whether it's your natural language, whatever it is, just lift your hands right now and say, God, I'm hungry for you. Come on. Lift your voices, church. Cry out to the living God and say, I'm hungry for a move. I'm hungry for a fresh move of your spirit. I'm hungry to be touched by you. I want to pray like never before. I want to be empowered to pray. I want to see lives touched because of you. Come on. Worship, worship you, Lord. Worship, worship you. When Elijah told his servant Gehazi to go and see, six times he came back and said, I see nothing. Elijah said, go again. And the seventh time he came back and he said, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And that cloud grew until it covered the whole the whole of the heavens, and it began to rain. God wants to increase the cloud of anointing over this place until it affects the whole house. Father, right now I pray 
that every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that's standing before you right now, I pray that you, Lord, would begin to touch the very hearts and cause their Lord to be an awakening again, Father, of being empowered to pray, of seeing lives, of seeing situations and circumstances change. Because, Lord, we are coming to a new season. There is a season, Lord, that you want to take us into, Father, that is going to require the body to pray. Father, we're asking you as a church this morning, we surrender to you, and we ask you to empower us like never before. Let your power, let your glory, let your anointing fall in this place in such a way, Lord, that people catch it, Father. People catch Him, the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Godhead. Lord, we ask you, move. Touch every being, touch every man right now, every woman, every young person, every older person, every child, Every boy, every girl, every baby. We ask you, Lord, that there would be that anointing to pray. That this church, Lord, is a church that is known to pray. This is a church that can be called on to pray. Father, there will be a response from your people again. Lord, that when the trumpet call goes out to come and pray. Lord, the numbers will increase you want a people who want to pray lord not just in the comfort of our bedroom not just in the comfort of our living room but lord do not forsake the gathering together of yourselves as the manner of some is but so much the more as you see that great and notable day approaching church it's time to pray some of us have seen some things. Some of us have experienced some things. But now it's time for all of us, all of us, the body, to come together and see some things in God. Can you say amen? Have a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Be blessed in the Lord. And may God fill you with the real sense of his incredible spirit, his incredible presence in Jesus' name.